Welcome to the Crash Course Podcast. Another Yay. week, another podcast. More music. And there's Hooray. much rejoicing. I'm in possession of John's hat. Yes, it was stolen by a dastardly thief. That, that, that I don't know me. that I could, could quite call Steve dastardly, of all things. Really? Because I, I thought is... that was a really awesome descriptor. I mean, dastardly. All right. So out of date now. Well, I don't love out of date right. words. Okay, okay. Just an okay thief. I kind of saw it coming. And He's he, a mediocre thief. He yelled out, I'm taking your hat now, oh. which is not very thief-like. Go all or go home. Here's your hat back. Fine. Well, thank you. Jeez. Now Wait. you're dastardly. Because uh, I didn't all see right. that coming. All right. Yeah, you got it back by being nice. I de- <laughs> How does this work? What? <laughs> Welcome to my world. Yeah. Bizarro land of um, John. At the top of the thank show, you. I want to um, thank the Wasties for putting on an awesome show last week. I got to also see Mr. B, the Gentleman Rhymer, last week, who is very good. I suggest you te- check him out. He is a chap hop pioneer. Chap hop. Uh, where, yeah. where can you check him I out on? This. He's on, I believe, on Bandcamp. He's okay. got, he's on Facebook. He's got a, a, he's got a bunch of albums <laughs> for sale online. We bought a copy of his newest one. Um, and can't is, stop, shan't stop. What is chap hop? I, I think I need an explanation there. So chap hop is his version of hip hop. It's essentially, he's British. He speaks and rhymes with a British accent, speaking as polite as possible. So changing the language of songs to sound more like polite British chatter. I could, I could deduce hop. all of this, but I, I felt I needed to be honest. Out. I could see Shakespeare's sonnets translating very well into the hip hop realm. I don't know. Were they really chaps back then, though? I feel like the they chap were. Thing they were is, chaps. That's I, when I picture the British chap. I really picture a nineteenth-century dude. Needs to be Mycroft, like... Mycroft Holmes. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, precisely, precisely. Yeah. John had a good metaphor. Quite, 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 quite. You dastardly yes. bastard. Pip, pip. Indeed. I wonder if that's a, a dastardly bastard. I'm sure that's been used somewhere, right? It yes. has to have been. Awesome combo. It sounds way too clever for only you to have first thought of it. Oh. It was probably take away is. everything I own. Yes. <laughs> What's next? Yes. I don't know. I think Your shirt. Can, let's let's please get this album over with. Let's get right into it. This so, week's album. Our is... our band this week shares a name with our title. This week's album is by Deep Chord. One word. Deep Chord is Rod Modell. One uh, MC. One word. The... No, two <laughs> One words. Name. That's his real name. One name. He is a Detroit native. Uh, doing ambient dubstep. This week's name of the album is Somer. It's his ninth uh, album release. Uh, he's been doing this for over a decade now. Uh, and this is actually last year's album. There is a more recent, recent one, album. which wasn't on the Wikipedia page, because then I would have chosen that one. <laughs> well, all right. Been so that we're, we're a little late to the game here, but it's not past our cutoff date, so there you are. Somer. Uh, Somer. Somer is... Ambient industrial dubstep. Okay. Sure. Sure. Okay. Well, okay. I'm not, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna belittle it there. That is probably the closest thing you can get to describing exactly what it is. There's, there's a lot of bleed over when it comes to uh, 
certain branches of electronica for when you're going from techno to ambient, ambient back to techno, techno, and then go back to the super genre electronica and vice versa. There's just, there's a lot of bleed over. I think this isn't so much a confusing album as we've had in other cases. For instance, I think Boards of Canada was a little bit more straddling the two spheres of techno and ambient. This, I think, is really closer to ambient, if it wasn't for that straight-up backbeat that is pretty much present in almost every single track. That is almost present. Not pretty much, it is. English yeah. Show. So that, I think, is one of the only reasons why you have to bring it over to techno. But if you... It's really... It's just this perfectly split down the middle in that regard. You take everything else aside from that beat, and that is ambient. Yeah. So. This album is um, an hour and 14 minutes... 90% of the tracks are five minutes long. There are two seven-minute songs. Um, it's... Uh, Tell us it, what you really think, Matt. It, yeah, I'm struggling I will, with this. I'll say this. It leads up to the... It, it, it makes you believe in the name Deep Chord. So the, this band essentially <laughs> specializes seemingly just from this album listen because I don't know their previous work. Um, in a very ambient kind of mellow sound. There are some pickups later in the record, but most of it is pretty much the same steady backbeat beat um, and sound effects, but to give off this very ambient backgroundy sound. It's described as being a combination between early 90s uh, German ambient dubstep with the more Detroit uh, roots of techno. Which is where some people will actually point to the origin of techno. Well, I'll, I'll give you this, John. I, I appreciate this this uh, suggestion, surely for the purpose of not jerking us around in the techno field. This is very straightforward. Yeah, this isn't this something isn't, this straddling isn't like, like what we were doing with Boards of Canada, where or, you're uh, Daft Punk. This isn't something that's straddling multiple spheres. Exactly. This, this is, is really electronica, definitely. Yeah. Um. There's a lot of there's a lot of it out there. It's a very big genre, and there's any number of stores you can go to actually devoted towards this kind of thing. For some reason, a lot of people like hearing it on vinyl. Techno is a very popular thing to hear purely on vinyl. I, I something about the bass, the way the the crispness of the bass, and I could actually I could envision that based on the bass, based on the bass in this particular album here. Almost in every single track, it's sort of this muffled sensation. I could hear that sounding pretty good on vinyl. I kind of wish I had heard that version. Yeah, well, and I'm also sure it's with, sold. with vinyl, as always, that on that first listen, it's the best quality of audio you're going to hear. Huh. It's always that first listen on it's a the vinyl. Most authentic, yeah. Yeah. Um, and uh, before we truly jump in, I want to say one thing, and that is I really enjoy this album. But like my compatriots to the sides of me here, I'm going to do a lot of smack talking. <laughs> so the the first thing I want to say about this record is in the vein of um, Flying Lotus, which we did last year, uh, episode Steve, help me out, Flying Lotus, uh, episode nineteen. Um, Thank you, Steve. The Human Encyclopedia of our <laughs> back catalog. Um, it's it's going to be very hard to talk track by track with this record. We can discuss the track titles, but beyond that, it's they they all sound very similar at least to me there are very minor differences well this is the any. fascinating thing because it's not as if we haven't done perhaps not to this extent but it's not as if we haven't done soundscape material before right. in terms of review and it's why i appreciate this choice uh, of album here but the thing about it is that every single 
track name. When you get a soundscape, you want to relate that track name, that title, yeah. to the mood, to the the general ambiance of what's going on. So, for instance, you have track names like, and I'll just throw out a few of them in advance here, Aquatic, Cruising Towards Dawn. These are very vivid uh, things up front, just as titles. You yeah. expect to hear that or to feel it. And this is one of the few albums where I really felt like I was kind of straining to accept that based on the title. Of course, the titles themselves could be completely irrelevant, or there could be just one interpretation amongst many interpretations, because the music itself seems to straddle the safe route. It could be anything you need it to be at that particular moment, it's which very, is why impressions are going to vary from person to person considerably. It's very impressionistic. It's very much, you're going to get what you want from it. Like, I don't know, for, for me, this record... It was very repetitive, and I didn't really get a sense of uh, individuality between tracks. And also, I'm going to take the Steve stance for a moment, only because Steve says this a lot, when especially when it's noticeable in bands. There is not a, a, a lot of originality in this record. I feel like I've heard this before. Uh, bits and pieces elsewhere, but like, I mean, some of this sounded like the industrial that Nine Nails has put out. Some of it sounded like the ambient we've listened to before, but not not as good or a lot a lot worse as i was saying there are stores and stores devoted to just this they only sell techno music mostly on vinyl and you can go in you can listen to it on turntables and whatnot and i used to do that they have a lot of stores around the bowery and whatnot and it's just sometimes one starts to sound kind of like the other i'm not disparaging the genre you can do there's brilliant brilliant techno music out there but you know, when you get immersed into something, you almost start to see it in a uniformed fashion. I just feel that this is a is a this is an example of something that really isn't trying to jump out in, yeah. a, in a, on a stage. You know, and flashing not, colors. We're not going to go track by track on this because it's kind of it, this is more the flying lotus route, where it's kind of hard to go track by track. Uh, there really is no need for these songs to be in order. That's that's a major, oh there is no arc here at all. There's no there's no beginning end. Each of the songs really is a contained unit when it comes to the overall theme. Yeah, it, 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 there's no major connectivity. And with that said, there is one one big thing, one not big thing, one little thing that connects them. We start off with Glow, and I I really enjoyed Glow. I don't know what it is about this album, but I really got hooked with a lot of the ambience associated in this album. And Glow did a great job of throwing me into a zen-like mode. It was warm. It was uh, the beat felt like a heartbeat. I found myself regulating my breathing with the song. It was a great experience. And this phasing and looping and and beat work that they used here, they also used in track five, Benito, where they really kind of reimagined Glow, but added a, an increase in pressure and an increasing industrial sound to it. And those two tracks I really did connect with in the, uh, a, a very, very powerful zen state. All right, well, I'm going to take your point here. First of all, you said that this is one thing that is sort of a unifier, uh, the zen-like thing. I actually think there's two things, but I'll start off with that one. Because on the whole, I do agree. Because I noticed that most of the patterns that you find in these tracks are very non-invasive. I mean by that is that they neither tense you up nor really engage you. 
It's one of the things, a word that I really use a lot for uh, situations in which I feel very zoned out or in the mood, whether it's zen or, or any particular mode, is hypnotic. I describe it as something that makes you feel completely hypnotized and drawn into the world. And I wanted to use that for this, especially considering it's all instrumental and there's very little little changes, just subtle tonal changes over the course of these tracks. I, I wanted to consider that, all right, that probably is trying to reel you in, and yet I felt I couldn't use that term. I just couldn't use hypnotic because I started to become aware of those patterns themselves, such that that you're too aware of it to really be immersed. You You find that you're just... You're back in your room. You barely even notice you have your headphones on. At least this was my experience. In that case, that's why I chose the word Zen. And for me, uh, when when I'm saying the word Zen, I'm I'm talking about a mind focusing of ignoring the outside world, but focusing on a particular idea, a particular thought, and making it the whole of your being. That's what a lot of meditation is. Not just to clear your mind, but to focus on one piece. That's that's a major component in a lot of meditative exercises. Hmm. You focus on your breathing or a single object, and you eliminate all other things but that one. Well, I'll take your point, and I should probably distinguish the terminology here. Uh, hypnotizing as well as immersion. Because they really are kind of two different things. Uh, I, I was running out of the assumption that, of course... If you're hypnotized, you must be immersed. But maybe that's not necessarily the case. It's not. So, and you could also be immersed and still be aware of your surroundings and not be hypnotized. As exactly. Well. So, that's that's a, I, it's an interesting point to raise here, where I can kind of see what the artist is doing in that case. I mean, I agree with you completely, Steve. I didn't feel hypnotized at all because I was so aware of the things that became annoyingly repetitive. I mean, first of all, the backbeat across the whole record is almost unchanged. There are minor variations, but more or less, it's the same freaking backbeat. And I know I'm that, the first... That, that's uh, not true. It's the timestamp that is completely unchanged throughout the album. And I think that is what actually, at times, can cripple it, but does... Well, you mean the overall rhythm? Yeah, the overall yeah, the rhythm. rhythm remains the same. The beat does undergo various changes. There's a lot of differences in the beats themselves. But it's hard In to actually detect. In such a detect. subtle sense. It, it, but there is yeah, a lot of differences. Not it's nothing to speak of, though, in the end. I feel like those kinds of changes aren't, aren't enough to necessarily warrant um, different tracks. Maybe experiments on the theme or variations on a theme. So I could accept that maybe if you want to view the, uh, the album that way. That's one thing. Yeah, for me, it was like I saw no reason for each track to fade out and then start a new track. They were all similar enough that I think if they had linked them together using that same rhythm to link it, it might have given it more of a cohesion than it had right. well, as go, individual go, tracks. Well, just going back, actually, that's one thing. And then also going back to what you said about uh, just the beats themselves, the fact that they are kind of grading after a while, I felt that in many cases I would have been more prone to being immersed in these tracks if it simply wasn't there at all. At that point, you completely remove the techno aspect. You're left with a true, a true ambient album in every sense of the term because the, the backbeat is really the only thing that kind of makes it techno. And that's Everything the, yeah, else that's is what just makes droning. it dubstep. The droning that's, that's the major thing that makes it dubstep. Sort of, yeah, the dub, that's the dubstep element because it's just so steady. But uh, the droning, uh, the droning that. behind that—that's pure ambience. That's yeah. That's... But I was just so. Also, 
the big problem with the way the ambience was is it felt like just a collection of sound bites at moments and there was nothing to connect to like i had no emotional reaction to the entire record from start to finish i didn't feel really anything well for me there there was a bit of a, a tug and pull here because some of that ambience i might have i might have been prone to actually feeling something and i'll get to that in a little in a little bit but i was pulled back by by the backbeat the backbeat wouldn't let me get immersed because for instance when you're in a zen-like state often there's not a thumping in that regard you know it almost makes me feel then like i'm at a club that's a bit of a different that's a that's a different mood right. i think when you're under anesthesia as opposed to uh getting up there and <laughs> you know making. i think i think that has to do with the idea I, I maybe I just accept the idea of that thumping as my heartbeat, and I can really just make it a part. Oh well, then it would be anesthesia. <laughs> no, but just just truly make that beat work, my heartbeat in in concept, which allows me more immersion here. And I know there was one track that you did enjoy the intro, and that was Furrier, and that was track six. Furrier, the, yeah. The wildlife organic introduction. Purely done with oscillating tones. Uh, it's a good thing you brought that up because you just took away what I was thinking. But that's that was the one track on this album that felt truly organic. So in that particular instance, but that was based on the other aspects. That was based on the breathing and the stuff that was going on apart from the backbeat. Because I don't think you had the backbeat in the very beginning of that track. I think it took a while, and in many cases, sometimes it takes a while to really sink in. And that's also a very common. Uh, common trend in techno music is you start off with some with some mood setters and then you drop the beat something sweeping like sandstorms iconic exactly uh, introduction exactly but i was i was saying some of these other tracks here i didn't feel i didn't feel any organic nature necessarily at all maybe maybe earthy sounds such as you know you get the aquatic element there's other things where you get where you get a sensation of air rushing by you. There was certain definitely things. this kind of feel of wind yeah. through certain tracks but and, I, or static. But I can't say organic to the extent that I felt a heartbeat out of that backbeat. Yeah. That that was that was to me very mechanical, and it just it drew me away from from the organic potential. I think of the album that which would is, have drawn me in. That would have been sensual, perhaps. That that's that's also why I think industrial is a very proper term for here. It does have that. Uh, uh, grittier feel we tend to associate urban robotic with yes, urban yes. ideas. Yes, and you're guiding me along here because that was the second thing I was going to mention that I would attribute to this album in terms of arc. Um, the first being the fact that yes, it's very soothing in that regard. It's not it's not in, non invasive. And then the second is that it it is sort of industrial and maybe even urban, just in a general sense. But that's pretty general for techno music because I feel like almost er every techno track tries to go for something that is urban it's almost the idea behind the concept is you're you're immersed in a world of technology and where else would you be so immersed than a city uh, how about this is a proposed idea i'm not married to it okay so don't jump down my throat go no 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 this is sort of like uh robot future or robot existence a robot world and a truly industrialized uh. nature. We have con conceptually the ideas. Spring the Mist. Aquatic. Wind Farm. Spr Aquatic, I think, did a, a, an incredible job of using techno electronica tones to really give me the idea of water. And right. this was... With, oh, just Here's my argument. It, it was three main aspects of this song. 
we're, we're in the forefront. There was uh, some, some higher oscillating tones, which I felt represented the, the sea waves. And I really saw this later on in the song as it started to feel like it was crashing upon the shoreline. Your deep tones, your deep tones really gave a great imagery of the just straight flow, the currents of the deep waters. While that heavy static work gave me that that kind of abrasive feel that you would associate with salt water, with, with the rusting nature, with the damaging nature of it. I really felt that combination was present here, and it felt like a mechanical ocean. Well, I'll give you this. There is a strange uh, discrepancy uh, between those two spheres. Of course, I just described that I'm feeling an, an urban environment through the music alone when every single track title seems to hint towards something that is a little bit more rural, you know, a bit more pastoral. Right. Uh so yeah, I'll I'll take your point there, that maybe there's some kind of attempt to feed uh, a medium that is usually used towards sort of an urban environment and try to achieve something pastoral by using it. I take you there. I'm not trying to get the whole robotic. Uh, well, no, that's what I'm here. saying. That's just a little too vivid for this. But I'm saying it's it's sort of um, mechanical nature. In aspects. I just think that there was this record, it's what you find in it yourself. I don't see any of that. I just didn't see anything that specific or focused in this. There were a lot of... I'm, I'm spitballing at this but, point. Well, that's the thing. Yeah. Why why would you have something so mechanical uh, to achieve something pastoral? I mean... Well, it's a new idea conceptually. You don't see that too often. It's a newish idea conceptually. That's true, and it is, art is often about uh, <laughs> making it's you think painting in a ways landscape your brain here. wouldn't have normally gone to. It, being ambient, it is painting a landscape. That's what it is focusing on. Take, for instance, Cruising Towards Dawn, track three. I liken this to a photo of a speeding car as opposed to an actual car speeding along. Like, this, to me represents motion in a picture and that's how i take a lot of this album it feels like it's being painted with very broad strokes you're getting a picture drawn here very slowly kind of an, a, a monet you're sort seeing of. it being made you're seeing this impressionistic art like a monet where you have to like go out of focus in order to really see what what picture is there's many there's many paintings that he did where you know they're they're so blurry but if you if you stand back far enough oh yeah there's a boat there and it's going through a through a stream no i'm saying it's more like you're seeing the picture <laughs> matt is not having this i want, I just, I want no. it to be known <laughs> you're seeing the picture being painted in these songs that's what you're seeing you're seeing the actual process of it. I'm not saying that you're wrong john because you're seeing this thing that's that's there for you but for me and Steve pointed this out, the titles don't mean diddly for this. I could hear elements of aquatic in aquatic, in Chasing Towards Dawn, in um, Flurrier, like track five, track eight. Like, all of these songs had elements of the other songs. There's just not a clear picture for me. It all blended together. This theme is so loose I can't say that it doesn't exist because this is very impressionistic and you're putting, you're as much putting from you on it as what it's giving to you, hence well, impressionist. I, I, 
I, I really will say that may be part regard. of it, but I did also get a lot of these ideas without knowing title names. And that's I will say that it wasn't a hundred percent without that sort of indicator, but especially the first few tracks, especially something like flow induced vibrations, track eight, well, that to, one. You have to consider I, the order of the art really quickly. I mean, especially the reason why we title things today. I think you're you're really intended to know the title first. You are intended to look at it before yeah. you listen. I, granted, this may not be true in every single case, but just the fact that you even put titles, period. I feel like yeah. there's there's a point there in in adding it. Otherwise, we would we would stem from classical tradition and we would just name things uh sonata number 8 opus 12. You know, that's that leaves nothing to be desired whatsoever. At that point the music purely has to speak for itself. But in this particular case, he placed the title there. I have to think that aquatic is not simply accidental or at least it is what he saw. It's what it he could be, felt. It could be his inspiration from this he saw something aquatic. He had the idea of aquatic, and this is what drew from it. Right. This is where he's stemming from in the inspiration of these songs. Right. But I feel like there's a little bit of force-feeding uh, in this way. Well, the, I will agree with that. There are a couple of songs. Aeronautics, Spring Mist, and Amber. Well, no, not Amber. Aeronautics, Spring Mist, and Gliding. Three songs that I really did not see any connotation between the two. Right, it's um, it's really difficult with the, some of these it's tracks, just... and I I lean toward Matt with many of the others. Just to, for aquatic, I could superimpose that with, uh, with glow or with cruising to, to towards dawn. I could I could listen to that track, uh, listen to cruising towards dawn, and I could think, okay, well, this kind of sounds underwater. Hence, uh, swift the titles. Oh, that could be called aquatic. I could listen to glow, and I could be like, oh, that kind of sounds like I'm seeing a sun in the background, which, after all, is what glow is. So all of these, it just seems so pointless in the end. It, it's it's too interchangeable. It, so much that it really does detract from originality. Honestly, one of the biggest things this album excuse given, me individuality. One of the biggest things this album has actually given me is a want to re-listen to Flying Lotus. I thought the same thing. Because I was very hard on that record. And after hearing this record, I realized, oh, wait, maybe maybe there's... I mean, I don't want to say worse. It's relative. But there, there's... I don't know. There's, there's this thing where I feel like this album just doesn't give enough. And Flying Lotus... Gave sometime, too much? Yes. I understand where you're coming from. I don't think it's yeah. just because of this album, but we've listened to a lot more electronic music since Our then. Our critique yeah. of Flying Lotus was almost purely based on arc. Yeah. It was based on the fact that, yes, that was its big flaw. There is was that so it had, little cohesion. It had no, no arc. No cohesion and, Yeah, you could probably have just uh, reversed the order of any of those tracks there. You could and, reverse and also, some of the parts of those yeah, songs. Yeah, the parts of those songs. But that's the thing, is that I found myself really wanting to like a lot of that because yeah. it is kind of in the same vein and that was shamelessly uh urban in yeah. style you know that had that uh that was that, you know that's that's quintessential techno as well i think but maybe i think a little bit more creative yeah. i think he was offering a oh, little bit more I to the scene be, than I, what is here i'd be as bold to say is a lot more yeah innovative and experimental this is just there's, there's, just... a, there's a difference in the way that I think the two artists' minds work. Oh, absolutely. The, the thing with, with Flying Lotus is that his was more in a sporadic sense. I feel like he was jumping... He So many ideas were coming at once, and I think the real flaw in the end was really putting them together. So that such... When you're judging a track, 
you know, what, what am I judging here? Am I judging a track or am I judging 16 bars? Because for those 16 bars, damn, that was awesome. But you have to judge the track in the end, right? But still, it sent me through a bit of a journey, or at right. least eyebrow raising over the course of it. And here, I just, it's... I was never engaged. Not at any yeah. moment in this record was I engaged. Was I emoting or feeling anything? This album didn't make me think. Well, let's, let's, hold, let's the, hold off a little bit. But that is something I want to talk about. That's not what he's going for. He's really not going for deep engagement. Yeah, that's where I want to... He's not going for deep emotional connection. He's not trying to get your blood pumping. What you're talking about you, not finding is uh, not what he was trying to... Ah, but no, no, no. Wait, this no, no, wait. Where, this is, all right. <laughs> because there's something that John said. Blood pumping and not getting you engaged, they're not the same thing. You can be engaged without moving or even thinking. You can still be engaged. Engagement is a being part of the music being focused being entertained it's a state of mind <laughs> in the most least cliche fashion and that's what i want to talk about just because it didn't get me moving didn't mean it didn't engage me it's the fact that there wasn't enough of interest or of substance for me to get me engaged all right well just just to not to jump the gun here uh the way his mind is clearly working is partially explained uh based on a on a, on a quote that that john found about he, the way he the views. way he the way he views his music is he likes to drag out long scene work. He loves to show you the intricacies of the building of the music, which is obvious in these songs. It right, is very much obvious. Here's the thing: I really, really respect that idea, and I yeah. think that's great. I've I've experienced. I I I know there is stuff in the past that I've listened to. First of all, I'm a fan of classical music, and many sense. In many cases, you're expected to sit for over 45 minutes to just one piece and listen to the slow progression throughout. Yeah. It can be very engaging, despite all of that, despite the slowness. And here you still have the same exact potential. It's, it's really about cross-referencing what he said with what I'm really hearing. I, I can be patient. I can be extremely patient with listening to music. The problem is that I just didn't hear the the resolution the 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 next phase the yeah. next none of that was really present I, to me it seemed more like a still life and even you agreed with me with that yes it, it does feel well this is very minimalistic music yes that's one thing to, oh, obviously that yeah. has to be shown <laughs> well there's barely even the most yeah. complicated songs on here which i think flow induced vibrations is probably the most complicated and yeah. easily my favorite song uh it was a weird Tonal work, enjoy extreme for me. Extremely enjoyable tonal work. It felt like fast forwarding around a moment. I put it, the still life of the person with life flying around them. This is flow induced for vibrations. You're talking about. Yes, I'll give you this that it was definitely a little bit more of a vigorous track, but it was still minimalistic. It was still well, of course. Yeah, uh, you have to understand like... that the, the, the variations we're talking between these tracks, I think, are within a reasonably small margin mm -hmm. um but within that i definitely felt it was a little bit more vigorous than the other things so and i love of course the, the same we treat uh, what i just said about the the tracks and what he probably the way he treats his tracks are probably also the way he treats the album he wants you to go over a an overall arching arc that is very slow very gradual from beginning to end right. so you consider where this particular track falls in the album it, this it could be kind of your climax, falling about 8 out of 13. This is when things are probably at their most intense. I can see that, 
but it's just it's just a little bit <laughs> too subtle for me to completely buy into it. And there's also the fact that you're saying this is the most intense and truly this is still by standard not an intense track. No. Yeah. There's no intense. intensity. This is why intensity I... is the wrong word. Yeah. This is the culmination. I can't even say culmination because it, it's, it's still, still not that different. Truthfully, from the other this is not my favorite track in, uh, at all. If I had a favorite track in this album, it would probably be the last. The the last, for the sheer reason that it had the most engaging uh, drone to me. To Wind farm. It was a bit. It was a bit more introspective. The echoing reverb. Yeah. It was le- It was in. less safe, as I said. The whole non-invasive pattern of this whole album. Uh, the last track seemed to raise the bar a little bit. I I would agree that it was definitely a little bit more of a departure from what he was doing in a lot of the other music. It was... You heard the other records? In, no, on this album. Oh, in the, the album. Got it. I'm speaking only of this album. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I have heard a lot of his earlier stuff, but I have, I'm not super familiar with it. Got it. Uh... It was using chime work. It was using that echoing reverb, which gives you an obvious wind feel. This one was 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 wind. Yes, that, uh, that was more apparent. And it yeah. was it it kind of gave you the ideas of rolling fields with swaying stalks of grain. I mean, yeah, such that that became my focus instead of the beat, and yeah. that was a success in of itself, considering the tracks prior. But man, we'll talk about talk about too late. Well, also, we run into I that will, problem all the time, and it has never been quite so bad as wow, the, the last, last track, track. Uh, on an album where every single track is five, uh, sometimes seven minutes long. This is every as an overall track length average. This I think is the highest of anything we've listened to, and I love long tracks. I, I can completely zone out to uh, tracks in the in the upper single digits to even double digits. The, the problem is, of all the things, of all the things, you know, to make to, to make really, really lengthy, it had right. to be this. And also, all of these tracks are fairly long. Some of them, it just felt like, to me, there was no reason for certain tracks to be five minutes. Because by minute three... You get the gist. Yeah. You, you'd already known how the loop was working. And that other two minutes didn't do anything different, didn't change, didn't vary enough that it needed to exist. That's why, you know, you to w- some extent, I will agree with you on a couple of them. Uh, I won't the universe, say for all universe of them. is a hologram. Uh, that that definitely. While I love that dragging knife noise, that really unsettling screeching noise, yeah. uh, it did drag on and was ver- very much less evocative for me than a lot of the other tracks. And honestly, I found Alfama track eleven to be derivative. To, uh, at best, really. It felt like the baseline of so much other techno. I just could not get away from that track fast enough. Yeah, I think that was even a case where the beat was even more consistent than it was on perhaps other tracks. Yeah. Um, uh, we got to a point where towards the end of the record, though, like, I don't know about you guys, but I'll be completely honest, like, gliding, don't remember it at all. It, t- it could have sounded like the rest of the album for me. Like, we were talking over it, and I just... Even the first listen, when I was listening to by myself, I was zoning out by that point, but not in the, wow, man, it was the kind of, man, I don't want to listen to this anymore. And that is why I knew this was going to be polarizing, because I knew that I was going to just see things here that no, that you guys don't, because I, 
maybe I'm attributing depth here that doesn't exist, but I know I'm not the only one. No, of course not. There are, I'm to, sure. to be honest, Defenders. this album, no, this album got some pretty good reviews within the techno community. So I know I'm not alone here. Because in Gliding, I really like the dissidence that the play of the beat were created. In Amber, I found the bass line and tapping to, to create a great duality that gave me the idea of an empty midnight street with rain work and oil slicks. Well, he, he, there was so much imagery in some of these songs that I, I look at it from the outside. Uh, uh, see you guys looking on the outside in, and I know I'm in the album. And you, you guys, I just, I understand why you don't see it. I just can't believe you don't see it sometimes. <laughs> yeah, but that's... It's weird, because I know... I, all right, I respect the position you're coming from, and it's, it's, I don't know, it, it's kind of a bizarre thing. This album, I, I would like to apologize if, if there's any little thing I'm missing within the ilk of the techno community... Um, in terms of a basis of judgment, but I'm I'm just simply not looking at it that way. I'm looking at it bare bones objective, um, and there are certain basic things that that one would look for in a track, uh, or an album. And I think I think engagement. I really have to go back to that yeah. word. I mean, well, that's the difference. I think also here is that John's in a similar position I was in in the Everlast review. It's just one of those things where sometimes groups of people will find something in an album that others won't at all. You know, it's, it's I like I exactly what John said, I said on that review. I had played the Everlast record for a bunch of my friends, and they loved it. They thought it was right. as great as I did. Right, and I'm not trying to standardize anything here. Yeah. As if it's like, oh, this is what this is what music should be. No, <laughs> this, no, of course that, not. That's not what this is about. Every, uh, all, all art is valid. I truly believe that from we the bottom We do have of a heart. level of expectation that things We have expectations reach. based on opinion. And right. we said from the beginning that this is all opinion-based. It's just, you know... I'm 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 mentally working this through, and I come across okay. That's one thing. Engagement is something that I think I can confidently say a lot of people are looking for in track, but not in every case. That after all is just one thing. Right. The big thing, but it's just one. The other one that maybe works just opposite it is mood. Yeah. Mood may not always be engaging in that way. It really is kind of. It's not working in your frontal lobe. It's working somewhere in the recesses. It's putting you in a frame of mind, a kind of thing that, that could spark anything from inspiration, which is a great thing for music to do, to spark inspiration, or perhaps make you relive old memories, memories that you want to relive, and maybe memories you don't want to relive, but either way, it's cathartic to do so. These are great things that mood music can do, and that may not necessarily be engaging in the same way I said before. Those are two things. I'm missing those two right here. Yeah. I'm not in a mood necessarily, not a definable mood throughout it. It's just a little bit too safe for that. And I'm not engaged either uh, in the musicality of what's going on because it's just too safe. So it's just, it's failing my two core tests. It sounds That's like... That's only me, but I feel like I'm not only one in that regard. You, you sound and, like you're very much wrapping it up at this point. No, too. I'm not wrapping it up. This is, uh, there's little things to say about the musicality here and there but that's you know just what? where you're i kind stand of, you're kind of describing it about you're, you're making allusions in my mind of the white canvas with the red splot in the corner which i decried as how is that art and 
I'm going to take a little bit of a, a hypocritical stance right here and say that's kind of why I like this. That's kind of why I like the this music. Well, while visually I I won't be stunned by it, but auditory, I really I'm really able to connect. If if I've gotten you to 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 view your own hypocrisy, then I think we yeah. we've definitely achieved something here today. So this is not for naught. Yeah, uh, I I did not realize it until just now, but I am a minimalistic hipster fan. I guess so. Oh, brother! There is the th- I I I want to like this album on so many levels, and I I thought that as of the first track itself. As soon as I felt the the zone of the what this was going for, I I thought back to your little comment that this was going to be polarizing. At that time, I had not listened to it, and I, I actually thought I was going to be on your side. I really did, because I, I, I might be coming more from that standpoint in terms of minimalism. I reference Steve Reich, Music for 18 Musicians. From a compo- compositional standpoint, that is just um, an amazing piece to me. And it's a long piece. This is upwards of 18 minutes, if not longer. I'm not entirely sure, but... It has a pattern. If I could just do a little digression here, it's pattern that, in terms of signed, uh, time signature, it doesn't even go in four four. Huge portions of this album are in one one, as if you could get any more bass than that. That barely means that time signature enters into it at all. You're just concerned about the thump, about the singular beat, or the drone, because both are going simultaneously. It's, it, he, in, in many ways, is the father of minimalism. Many of these techno guys really base their work off of what Steve Reich did. Maybe not all of them, but he's, he's the father of a certain generation of this crowd. And yet, I love that. But it did put me in a mood, and it did engage me. It did both of those things while still being minimalistic. So I simply can't uh, say that those are mutually exclusive. Well, they're not. They're not yeah. mutually exclusive. And no, I mean, no, I wasn't saying it was mutually exclusive. I wasn't. Okay. I was saying that this music I would attribute to the idea of minimalism in artwork, in in the idea of impressionism. It is. It is. It, I I completely agree with you. I just still and, think and, that there's, and I just had there's a there's a rating system within that. And oh see, yes. See, but yes. what's when Steve is saying though that he wanted to like it from track one. Track one, when Glow played, I'm listening to it going, okay, this is something. It's not the worst thing I've ever heard, but where is it going? And then it doesn't go anywhere. And then the second track starts. And three minutes into that one, I'm going, well, where's it going? Oh, wait, it didn't go anywhere. By the third track, I said the whole album can't possibly be like this. I Before I listened to it in its entirety, I did the whole, all right, next track. What does this sound like? Oh, what next track? What does this sound like? Oh, it's more of the same. Next track. And then once I went through the whole album and realized none of it was really offering that much variety, I went back and listened to it in its entirety just to give it a fair shake. And I was just like, I kept saying to myself, eventually I'm going to hit that point where I find the thing that I like. Because on every album, there's always at least a moment I like. And it wasn't here. There wasn't. I tried. I looked through every track. And there was just, there's no moment in my notes or when I was listening to it, that I can go, this thing, this thing that happened was great. I loved that thing they did. That said, I'm not saying that they have no talent, they're terrible, they're bad. He, one guy, one guy did all this. Because that's not the case. There's clearly some semblance of talent here. It just, to me, there's like nothing to to entertain me with. Well, I'm going to say, on the the whole, 
I'm on your side with this. Yeah. Um, but as he said, to give it the fair shake, we are speaking very generally at the moment, and I do have some particulars to note so then, about what he does. You, why don't you get into the particulars you want to note, because I don't really have that many. All right. For We've starters, talked about a few of mine. For starters, in terms of sound bites, there are a few things here that do catch my eye, or do uh, do raise raise an eyebrow, or raise an ear. Um, a few of these things, I think the reason I notice them is because they are seemingly out of place with what I... I seem to understand to be the theme. A few of those things are an echo from what sounds like a television being on. You get that in just the first track uh, in, in Glow. It's it's kind of subtle, but while you're dealing with all these things taking place, pretty definable things, such as there's... It sounds like water flowing. I think that's, that's straight up. I see that in Glow. Interesting, I don't see that in Aquatic, but I do see it in Glow. Or here... You also get this sort of sine wave. That's also kind of common in several tracks, but it was a little bit more apparent in terms of the slow pulsing uh, motifs going on here in this first, first track. Very slow pulse. And then you get the TV echo. Doesn't seem to fit, does it? It almost kind of humanizes the track. I think that's kind of an interesting idea. So I am going to go back to what John said about this whole brush-stroking impressionist thing. I think that's easily what he's doing. And yeah, absolutely. And I do respect it. I, I, it, it makes me, it makes me, it does make me think. I'm going to, re I'm going to say that much about it. I won't retract it because I never said it didn't make me think. But I, I think you pretty much said it's not really, uh, Matt, you pretty much said it's not perking you up in that regard well the problem is i think is i'm i'm not denying that those things are there because you obviously heard them they're there i think the big problem is for me is that i can't find those little nuggets of good because i was so distracted or so overwhelmed by the beat or the True. tempo being so repetitive that by halfway through the album if those things were there i couldn't get past the stuff that was driving me bonkers to notice and, and sometimes I, that's that's enough to I make feel, you not like something. I feel that repetition was to drive point, uh, drive home a point, which is we talk about so much music and the progression of the soundtrack, the progression of the album, where it goes to. Here, I'm seeing there's not supposed to be a progression. It's more of a crystallizing moment. It's more of that instant as opposed to a time stamp as opposed to a past and a future it's supposed to be just the moment explained in music i agree with and that i'm, really I'm, getting, I'm also I'm gonna getting, I'm, I'm gonna take this abstractness a little bit further because i think artistically speaking even though it can be grating at times but i do think that was the point the backbeat is kind of that monotony of life how often you do sort of zone out on things that surround you i think that's i think that's a pretty reasonable artistic choice yeah, and um, I'm not denying those things that they were intentional. Right. I'm just saying I, I don't think they were great. I but, feel but the need to I'm point not, them out. But I'm not disagreeing that there's there's an artistic talent here. It's just not really doing it for me, and I don't know that it's that great. You know, but it the intent and the fact that he had this clear vision is great and very apparent. Because if that's what he's going for and going to convey, he did. And if I'm, that's I'm, the goal... I'm kind of looking back on this, and I realize what Steve felt like during Goldfrap. 
<laughs> I really do understand yeah. where you were coming from. That how we couldn't possibly understand what he was understanding. Yeah. Yeah. It's. it's I really. I have to say. I, th- I, I honestly feel your thought pain. that was. Oh, thank you. But I feel that was a little bit more straightforward. But apparently it wasn't. Either way, I still thought that you, there were certain things you could say straight up, such as she had a very beautiful voice. But she. Did. I think that was pretty obvious. Yeah. yeah. Um, I did. And I, I did give it some very good ratings because yeah. I did see a lot of things you were talking about. Yeah. But yeah, mine wasn't even mostly for you know arc and theme. Those were those were sort of the the icing on the cake in the end. I was drawn in by melody alone, and that may add up to a bias here because I'm such a sucker for a really really good melody. <laughs> There's right. nothing nothing to latch on to. No, in this regard. not even um, you're grasping at straws on this uh, one. That's not the only thing, of course, that I'm looking for. There's uh, other cases. Like, for instance, Boards of Canada was fairly melodyless. But again, why is it? I feel like that's a really appropriate yeah, but comparison Boards of, Can- Boards of Canada... More so, more so than Flying Lotus, because we already have our issues with Flying Lotus. But we raved about a Boards, Boards of Canada of in Canada the Boards of Canada was not a minimalistic impression. No, there was There was journeys in every song. I would, I would beg to differ. I think that's definite minimalism going on right there. And I think there's plenty of people who would think straight up, and they might even rate that and say that that bores them just as no, much as this but does. but that actually does progress. That's Musically. the difference, is it went somewhere. It does Those tracks places. had a progression, minimalistic or not, there were movements. Number it one. It went somewhere. Number two I could was conceive. it was much more varied in tone. Yeah. Track by track. Absolutely. That's the other big thing that makes... That was just so great about boards. There were so many different takes just on the theme work of the the communication idea. Well, this has turned into a much more provocative discussion because when it comes down to it, I, I, I think you're just raising the question as to whether, in the end, music, rating music or liking music, period, is all about whatever you ascribed or how well you're able to attribute a theme. In other words, how well you're able to fake it sometimes. Because... Remember, I think we were going out on, on certain limbs with Boards of Canada. I still enjoyed the music at its base level. I didn't need all of the, uh, all of the, um... The depth? The, I, the icing on the cake that we attributed to it in order yeah, to Yeah, but like I it. agree that I had an enjoyment from Boards of Canada that I got before we started ascribing these meetings to it. But we did, and, we did add, we did lay it on a little bit thick, I think, and, by uh, the end, especially when we started talking about we, everything. I don't want to get too far away from this album, but, but especially that, when we got into the, uh, the dystopian, doomsday, doomsday yeah, stuff. that was just a little bit too far. I think you could be as simplistic with that as simply saying it's an urban, it's an urban album, just as I said with this. Oh, it's about urban. But the, maybe it's 70s urban. Maybe it's not modern. It's you definitely sounds dated. That's the one thing that's really stand out, is that it really is using old equipment. It was the it idea. Made the sound 70s. Well, we came to the conclusion that it was the idea of taking the 70s and reimagining what the future would be like. Yes. Musically. Yes, exactly. Like it was, it was, but the, that's the, why we raved, because it was... Even that, even if we only took that from it, yeah. that's a beautiful concept. Okay, granted. But we could have stopped there and could have been... We could have stopped there, yeah. but there was so much other stuff that I ended but up But the difference is also there was so much... I get the sense we're not willing to go far enough with this album. I was. I disagree. I Well, was. then you need to continue, John. There was a extreme level of imagery in the chord work for me. I did see so much representation of so many different things in just the basic uh, oscillation and tone and uh, deep tonal work in in so many of these tracks. 
It's so difficult to describe and ascribe things to parts of this song because it takes such a long time to create the idea. But talking about flow-induced vibrations, it felt like a slow-motion shattering for me with the 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 fast forwarding the backwards i guess i could call them v sounds i would i have no idea how else to attribute to them they were falling backward v's just the intake and yeah i think it it really was actually playing something in reverse that's that's a commonly used sound bite and yes it was used it, it can be provocative it always sounds abnormal you're playing with time itself and it's so, also yeah. it's coupled with some other heavy crystalline chime work that I just fell in love with that's just one track cruising towards dawn it was an amazing idea for me of acceleration in stillness that I just can't get out of my mind this is one I saw in my eyes before I ever even knew the title of the song or the song I could visualize a a Mustang a Ferrari in Nevada heading off towards a sunset that's what I saw in my mind the first time I heard this song. For a song to be able to do that is astounding for me. And there's just so many visuals in here. And especially after knowing the song, the song titles, Amber. I mean, just the connotation that I found in Amber of a, a, a flashing uh, street lamp in a gritty part of town after it rained, oil slick on the ground. I see all of this. I see a, a solo individual waiting at a stoplight or, or waiting to cross the street. All the stores are blacked out. I, I see this. And it's just so weird not just being able to see something like this and, and to know you're not getting it. All right. Well, I, I love attacking uh, music on, on such a... Such a, such a primal level you know the the raw feel the raw emotions that that we actually get because sometimes you know we can get into technical land and then everything is just so clear-cut this this clearly isn't um just based on uh the varieties but i i'm gonna do that thing that usually no one should ever do but i'm gonna try to get into your head here and i do kind of see <laughs> i do kind of see what you're talking about with these tracks i i I feel, I want to feel what you feel. Um, it comes down to the fact that I just think I've heard that feeling. I mean, I've felt that feeling more with other music. I know that's a very painfully blunt way to say it. But I, I think this but really does... No, like... no, 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 this does come down to comparisons. Yes, we're doing it, we always do comparisons and all that. But this time I'm really just saying straight up front, it's, it's been done so much better. That's... Yeah, but we say that all the time for other bands too. There's no reason to sugarcoat it for this one. Oh no, there really is zero reason to sugarcoat it because okay, we never do in the past. When we hear a pop record, I mean, look at someone like Hubastank. We did last year. Well, you know what it is. We usually talk about it in terms of skill or overall composition, and this time I'm talking about emotional imagery. Maybe that's why it's a little bit more. I feel like but I it's... feel bad saying it because it sounds so harsh. Because it's almost like me saying, "Well, he he just." What he felt wasn't as strong as I had felt in other areas. It makes it, it's the kind of thing that sounds pretentious when you say it. So yeah, I, feel, I do feel bad saying it. It's, it comes straight down to you, your, his vision, you just didn't get. 
you correct. weren't able if, to if do I'm that. getting the vision wrong but if for instance I lined up at all with yours and I again I did in I feel like a very how to say it in a very freshman year sense mm-hmm you know okay and I think that just based on what you've described I can think of several more bands that I would easily recommend you that would push you even further in that direction again not trying to get into your head here, but it's a theory. It's just a theory. I may be completely wrong about it, but I bet it's possible. Okay. I, I, I would love to hear these albums. There you go. I really would. Yeah. Uh, so this really, of course, is um, extremely opinion-based. But if we're going to wrap this up, again, I, I think I've, I've, I've talked about enough specifics here. The real, the real variations between these tracks, I think, and I hate to say it, but they do end up being a little bit irrelevant in the end, because they're just too narrow. There's, I maybe these are the two standouters things. Fourier, the exposition of Fourier was perhaps my favorite exposition, because it, like I said, I, it sounded organic. There was something there that uh, felt like it was reaching out. It felt like crickets and frogs. <laughs> I felt that, I thought it was a it was a breathing sensation. It felt sort of sensual. Eh, this is a song that you could probably play in the background while you're getting it on. Mm-hmm. This is the this is that kind of track. Which again, it's not something you're going to be engaged in. Hopefully, you're not going to be too focused on the music when you're in that scenario. But it doesn't hurt. It doesn't hurt exactly. It's it's operating to your brain on another level, and I think it would f- function perfectly in that environment. That said, it's a little out of place in that regard, but I was glad to hear it after so much static. There was a lot of static in this album. There was a lot of moments where I know that I was... that he was trying to get a certain sensation or a certain vision across, but it was in such a removed, subtle way that I just couldn't... I I couldn't feel it wholeheartedly enough. It was... It's something you... It's something you witness perhaps in a gallery, and you just keep walking to the next thing in the gallery. Um, you, you don't have all day. <sighs> Anyone have anything else to say about ARC? No. Or al- album ARC this time. Well, uh, crystallized moments. That's, that's my argument of what the it's ARC so is. It's so loose. So this loose. This is not even my arc. pick, but I'm just too afraid of giving, of, of giving this the, uh, not giving it a fair shake. I, I, I understand that, and I get that, but we've been reasonably and unreasonably harsh to so many albums, I just don't see why we should sugarcoat anything with this. I understand why John likes it, and I understand why he sees those oh, it's, things. it's completely my opinion, but this is something I cannot unsee. Which is fine. Yeah. But for me, it's just... I have no reason to be nice to this record because I think this is I think this was one if I knew how to explain it because when I do my theme wrap up when I do the over arc on so many albums you guys go oh yeah now it's better and I just can't do it with well, this album. Well, because this one, there's not enough to latch onto. Yeah, those others we have moments to pluck that can we can grasp onto. Whereas this. There's, those moments just really aren't there. Yeah. So do you have a final score, Steve, before I give mine? All right, I'll just say this about um, about the work and the artist. 
especially after you reading me that quote about what he was trying to do in terms of um in terms of a it's really a great mission statement for mis- minimalism i think that that defines minimalism as a genre yeah really really perfectly developing something slow over time it really does remind you to sort of pause take a breather appreciate life in a slow sense which is just not the way everyone listens to music a lot of people are very fast-paced about this kind of thing i see where they're coming from too because of course life goes on and you, you can't uh can't spend time on everything life is limited it does end so for them it's simply not a fast enough premise it's not a fast enough plot it's not a fast enough uh um progression ah so i hate i really hate to bash someone who who is um who is exploring that that aspect the slower pace and i i saw an interesting I think it was an interesting uh, seminar at some point about how the the introverted mind and the one who removes themselves a little bit from society for, you know, the type of person who likes to be alone, uh, how they end up having the deeper thought. It's that it's scientifically proven that often they're creating um, sensations or they're creating... Being a little bit more inspirational, just because they had the time to sit and think. Inevitably, that results in a slower art form, but that's the more provocative art form. But everything is a spectrum. Absolutely everything in this world is a spectrum. There is a limit, everything in moderation. I, I just hate to have to say, I've been, I've been thrown over the limit by this. I, I've tried to give it the benefit of the doubt, I cannot give it the benefit of the doubt. Um... There are bands that I really just even haven't liked what they do, but I still have to appreciate that they were adhering to an art form and doing it very, very well. Now, even though this is his own art form, it's too loose. It's just, it's too loose. In the end of the day, you need to deliver something, and this doesn't deliver anything to me, uh, either freshly or something new to the table and new to the world of music. Again, just search techno on Google. I guarantee you, you will maybe even within your first five hits, you're gonna get something that's infinitely better than this. One point five. Um, Steve hit a lot of points that I'm gonna hit. Uh, I mean, it's just I've heard this before and better. I mean, that's the base. There's not enough differentiation for me to grab onto anything. Those moments that Steve's talked about, I didn't. I don't even remember hearing in the album. So if they were there, I was so distracted by the stuff that I didn't like. It's just one of those things that, you know, there's no denying he has a talent. It's like what we said about Flying Lotus. There's a talent here. He clearly had this vision of making this kind of slow burn that was very open. The thing, though, about that quote is... To say something like that, and then... Th- it's not that there's this slow evolution, like he said. There's no evolution. I didn't feel this album evolved at all. There there was no change. No, no... There were moments that were a little different, like the one song that we were talking about that kind of would have been good in the background while having sex. That song, I could hear the beat working with that, with the sound bites a little bit differently than other things. And just to interject, I know I always interrupt your final wrap-ups, but I had to hear... You have to accept that, of course, when you're... The 
not the only thing we look for is album arc. We don't only look for album arc, but we've said that often if you're not looking for an arc or an overall story, then you are kind of looking for a collection of still lifes, still shots. Yes. They're not vivid enough to me for even call them a collection. Right. So, I mean, wow, it even fails in that regard. That's yes. just, that's rough. That's it's really just, rough. I didn't emotionally connect. I didn't find an arc. There was no, you know, the snapshots weren't vivid enough, like Steve said. There's just, there. there's no lyrics to judge to pull that through, you know, you know, music that doesn't next necessarily make it to that next level. Good lyrics will pull it forward. There's no lyrics. In this and I record. got one more. I can't dance to it. No, <laughs> it's techno. It's a, it's rhythmic based thing that I can't dance to. That's I mean, why I mentioned the uh, sex thing because some not of that, the beats, not that that's like a priority at all, right. but you know, you'd almost expect, well, that would be the one thing remaining that often is a good defender for a lot of, uh, techno music where anyone would just chime in to say like, ah, it's not deep enough. It's not making me think. Yeah, but it's catchy and has a beat and you can dance to it. Well, that's actually a really great defense. You know yeah. what? As, as, uh, as non deep as that sounds, as, opposite of introspective it's introspective as that is that's it's, still yeah, not everything has to that's be that's an incredibly valid point and yeah. just even they wouldn't be able to defend this it's just it, it's so empty for me and of course we all know it's no secret I rate very highly on emotion though I've rated stuff better than average that I didn't necessarily emotionally connect with or I overly emotionally connected with. I didn't connect with any of this. There was no emotional attachment to any song. I always can find one song I like on any record. Even the records we hated. I think even the third Green Day record. No, that one I might have hated every song. Yeah, we did. But, so this is probably the second, maybe third if there's another, but definitely the second album where I didn't like any of it. Nothing. I just didn't. It, it Part of it's just the selfish reason that I just didn't connect with it, but also part of it is... Again, there are things missing, important things that even though there's some semblance of talent that aren't there. It's a 1.5 for me too. There's nothing to bring it up to a 2 for me. I well, got one more. <laughs> Sorry, I got one more. What? Just uh, again going along with what you're saying here. Um if you take ambient music, again that would be another perfect defense as as not just a mood thing, but can you fall asleep to it? Well, that's like the I can't because of the beat. But, it just doesn't know what it is. Yeah. I, I feel that about the music. That's regardless of, of the composer. Um, just the music itself. And in that case, that's where I'm going to start disagreeing. I can feel that relaxation. I can feel that zen nature. And I could definitely fall asleep to it as ambient music. I could also clear my mind as, as ambient music in my head. I do connect visually i do connect emotionally on these tracks not all of them not even close it's about half it's about 50 50 of really good tracks for me and then really okay tracks for me but there's just all these things you keep saying there's no beat you can dance to i saw a guy online who I realized that's this. a shallow point yeah but but here's the here's, here's my counterpoint one guy pointed out that this is an album you could dance to, and there is definitely a a, a groove to this, beat wise oh, that you can move maybe to. Maybe he can. I just can't. Okay, <laughs> that might be because it's... if I'm gonna if I'm gonna dance to anything, it would be funk. But that's yeah. just me. That's just me. That's what I need to get me going. But there's like there, there's so many aspects in here that you're saying are missing, and they are purposely missing. Yeah, this but... is minimalism. This is an instant of the world elongated I see that on so much of this album and I see so many different things on this album that I cannot deny now from a purely 
superficial and personal point of view, this is well into the force for me. But I do have to talk about there's there really is very little variation from song to song as a whole. There are instances, there are little bits. We talk about the little bits you like. There's so many little bits I like on these songs. So many little choices that I like on these songs that really cement visual pictures for me. That cement emotional connections for me. I know you guys didn't get any of this. I got all of this. For me, this is a 325. I'm I'm higher than both your scores put together. And this might be one of our biggest jumps of differences. And for me, it's from the artistic point of view. Yeah, I've heard better ambient. Yeah, I've heard better dubstep. No, I haven't heard better ambient dubstep. Not yet. That's but that is such a duality that it's going to be at odds as itself. It's it's going to be polarizing. Because, yes, it's supposed to be something that gets the heart pumping and something that creates soundscapes. And for me, a lot of these tracks did both. So I can't... I got I got to go with my gut here 325 it's uh, I, it's above the herd um, it's not much above the herd but it's definitely above the herd it's definitely standoutish i do see where you're coming from and i respect it and yeah. i i think it's also very appropriate i um not too long ago i probably would have been i probably would have at least put it about three not too long ago because simply because of of the tonality of it um speaking to a lot of the the points that you just mentioned for a lot of the same reasons for a lot of the same emotions the same feelings the same visions and all of that uh and maybe this is just the most pretentious comment of the night but i don't know maybe i've outgrown it a little bit i love the tone but again heed my words there is better out there and you will like it well like i say i got my own issues that's why it's still in a low three but it's still three's quality for me and I will and, safely say that I there was nothing that would make me have changed my rating. This is <laughs> this is how I feel about this record. We are and who we are. My personal overall rating is burn it. But realistically <laughs> But realistically If you are a dubstep or an ambient, this is definitely a try it. This no, realistically, on the whole, it's not a burn it. This is definitely a try it. And the reason is because it's still an art trying to do something different. Do do something uh, do uh, something personal. <laughs> Do something it's, personal. It is personal, but it's, everything is personal. That's no, just no. too shallow it's, for to me. To be honest, it's art. Some people are going to get it. In this case, most probably won't. My overall, in my overall wrap-up, the overall wrap-up, the idea of it is is a general. The general public should at least give it a shot. It's amazing that the last time we had a what is art conversation was back in episode 12. I believe it was when I chose Monomena. Yeah. Uh, the album Moms. And that was just based on a, on maybe a handful of tracks in there that really did seem out of left field and you just couldn't quite grasp exactly where they were going. And even then, they were just far more accessible to me than this. Yeah. I I mean, I adore Monomena for... Granted, they're not minimalism. They're not minimalism. But they can get pretty artsy and, and avant. That's the direction they take, which is probably the opposite of, of minimalism, in, in, depending upon how you look at it. But... Uh, yeah, and I was equally defensive of that because of what the the tones that they were giving me. Like, right. I think a lot of this. The reason why I mentioned that comment to you, John, about um, about there being other stuff out there that may evoke the same feelings, is because I think a lot of times we also just rate on our knowledge of a certain 
of a certain vision. We, I think a lot of us seek something. We are seeking a certain emotion, and that's a really broad term. I think it's even... Actually, that's too specific a term. It's even something connection. vaguer than that. You're looking for a connection. A connection, or at least a, a symbiotic relationship with a certain sound, a vibe itself. Something, no matter what it does for you, whether it invokes something romantic, or whether it just evokes an, an, a picture of the world the way you are interested to see it. Yeah. That's, that's what a painting is supposed to do, and I think at its core, that's what music should do itself. But... Let's face it, if you're going from thing to thing and you're getting closer and closer to that vision, it's almost like, like yeah. approaching a, uh, an, it's an asymptotic relationship as you get closer to the line, but you don't quite touch it because you can never quite, re uh, I think... Reach the ineffable. Yeah, exactly. The yeah. perfect way to say it. I know. So there you are. It's, you base it on your previous experiences. I'm basing it on, on what... I already know of this particular outset. And for me, I just, I feel like I've been thrown back to, oh, stage one. But I don't discount stage one. Everyone needs a stage one. <laughs> so, I don't know. Well, minimalism itself is a very difficult topic for a lot of people because it is, like it sounds like, minimalism is just a hard thing to get on board with sometimes because there is so little of it. Not just in that there's not not literally, a lot literally <laughs> not that there's you know no minimalism but it's just there's so little to talk to so you really have to take a point of view from the artist's idea to try to understand what a lot of minimalism both visual art and auditory art is i'll also give this much credit in many ways it is to some it's considered the harder art form because you're we're dealing with a society that's kind of inundated with with tones, you remember that that article we read about pop and how everything is getting louder. Yeah. They're actually jacking up the volume just to sort of grab your ear because fundamentally, you know that some of the pop out there it's so it's so thin in terms of uh, in terms of depth that how are you gonna make up for it? If you have a nice steady beat, well, just crank it up and you'll force people to like it. If that's how easy it is for certain people, then well, minimalism is really a long shot. For the yeah. modern-day audience, at least. Uh, it's, as John said, a little bit too little. There's not enough there yeah, to grab but, them. But also, in the web culture that we have now, there's a niche for everybody, and it has its audience, and people can find it. It's oh, a course. lot easier to find these things, too. Well, yeah, but this goes back to the whole technology yeah. debate, is that... Is that just because everyone can find it doesn't mean everyone does find no, it. No, of course. Now, everyone has to, has to walk their own bridge from from genre to genre to genre that's that's ultimately your choice and also the people that you talk to your circle your social circle all that right. all of these things can contribute to where you end up and for some people after a certain number of bridges in the pop realm or even other genres too even like jazz jazz can be very busy there's a lot of things out there that are just very very busy they're heavy-handed yeah it's not that i don't like that but there's a there's a place for minimalism and sometimes once you once you spend so much time with with what could be conceived as clutter you can't go back and that's why i think a lot of people just can't soak up uh minimalism in the way they perhaps once could have but i don't think it's a time thing it's it's really person to person yeah which is really curious because i said before i don't like visual minimalism i just never got it i never got the concept of such a simplistic visual idea 
trying to evoke grand themes. And it's weird that I guess I'm really into music minimalism because this is not the first band, nor is it the last, that I've enjoyed because of how simple it is, because of how less it is at times. Thus, sometimes is more. And that's what a lot of people... Definitely. That's, that's a saying that, to be honest, nobody really believes anymore. Nobody believes that less is more. No, I I agree with it. I mean, they've Absolutely. said it's a it's an acting technique. That and I've heard several actors talk about less is more. And if you can do nothing and achieve everything, oh, that's yeah. the apex. Absolutely. Where you say nothing on screen, but everyone can't look away from you. You pull everyone in. That's the apex. Yeah. To go. I mean, to take the extreme example. Of course, who was really engaged by that? The, the quintessential over actress you know the yeah. uh, where everything is has the all the curlicues of, of the of diction and all of that so much that it's not really the way anybody talks it's it's what everyone calls overacting it's it like, hasn't been around since the vaudeville yeah if that's what you need to do to really lay it on thick that's that's not a good thing no you need to go back to the bare bones basics um what people are looking for but the other thing about uh what you were saying john is about you know how people don't have time to to sit around and take in small things here and there. One one reason I consider that I'm also a fan of minimalism, again, <laughs> ironic that we should be saying this after we just trashed a minimalist album, but... Well, there's... But just because you trash an album doesn't mean you don't like the type of music. I kind of look at minimalism uh, yeah. three ways. Auditory, visual, and then uh, action. Well, that's what I was commenting, commenting on, the visual aspect. One reason I think I... I, I um, Well, not just that I like music vi- vi- uh, minimalism, but that I don't really like visual mis- minimalism like yourself is that i think i'm just maybe i'm a little bit more naturally like that you know i walk around and sometimes i'm okay with just i don't know immersing myself on a sit in a park bench for a little while unwind i don't know zone yeah, out on a, on, a, not... on a random object that kind of is visual minimalism just in the day-to-day life i don't need art sort to supplement of, sort of that. yeah i agree yeah but the perfect there there is one version of minimalism that i've always been on board with and that is the one-man show, the monologue. You, you ever go to an off-Broadway show, and I know everybody here has, but I'm talking to the audience now, and you just get somebody telling you a story. I love that. There have been plays that I've truly been moved. Or the perfect example is uh, something th- that's been around for a very long time, the Shakespearean soliloquy. Yes. Is play minimalism. Um, that's where I'm going to disagree with you a little bit. I think, I mean, I see why you say that, but I don't think that's minimalism in terms of, uh, in terms of sheer thought. In fact, it's a very depthy look at, at one person's inner voice at that particular moment. That okay, could be okay, I'll concede that. pretty deeply. Just because it's only one but person, I think it's kind of trite. A monologue. I mean, you get very minimalistic in monologues. Very slow pacing, very easy pacing in the vocal work. Uh, which becomes sort of a hypnotic idea, and a lot of the the one man shows I've been to, they they the ones I truly love are not the ones with the high action, but the ones with a very simple story, a very slow paced idea, and to culminate with it, in, over the course of an hour and a half, two hours, three hours, some of these shows I've been to. It's just some at times uh, almost masterpieces. Oh, absolutely! And I love that still that that sliver simple idea. Yeah, that was a um, one of the main critiques that you would find from uh, 
critics that existed back in the 19th century because you had this influx of, of plays that would come about, um, especially over in Britain, these little operettas or even beneath operettas, sort of, it was the poor man's play at the time, right? They would be really kind of cheap productions that would be put on. They really wouldn't last that long. They're nothing that has really passed through through time. They're nothing that's still performed at all. They were, they were you know, your B-movies of the day. They came and they went, but they were great fun for the family and whatnot. There was so much going on. It was all be, be be ridiculously silly, you know. Uh, bring bring little people on stage and all the cheap shots that you could possibly cram into one single play. It was the definition of clutter. Just so much going on, and of course you'd have critics at the time uh, completely panning these things as like that's not high art, the lowest form of art, you know, because you're just not taking the time to delve into the human condition, into the into pure raw emotion it's all just so on the surface that's all you ever got i could i could see that of course you know time and place sometimes you do just want a nice quick laugh but time and place yeah i think there's room for everything in this world on the whole i think minimal minimalism has its place too and i do like it just not this specific minimalism it did I nothing accept for that. me minimalism like i said polarizing and it's very hard to get somebody to like it if an initial idea is dislike. Though I do like that we actually spun this into an entire conversation about minimalism, which I did not see coming from a mile away. Well, well that's how, like, a good 25% of our topics actually happen. Well, yeah. Conversationally. Yeah. Well, we get inspired. I was kind of inspired. I wanted to talk about this because minimalism is just this is a the type most of art. pro time to talk about minimalism. Minimalism, yeah. impressionism. These are two very, very almost shoehorned ideas in society. And it's almost like you gotta be affluent to like them. You gotta be not Joe Schmo. You have to be cultured. You have to be snooty. In hmm. order to like these well, kind of music. And it's kind of a shame I that. I almost wanted they to disagree got that with you there. No, but they have that kind of trope to them. I mean, yes, that's basically the case that I described uh, with, you know, the these 19th century operettas, but, uh, I, I don't know, I feel like there could be an argument to the contrary. On the whole, I kind of agree with you. Yeah, it probably is a high art kind of thing, but I, I, I would, I would challenge somewhere out there, I would challenge someone out there to challenge me, and, and, or challenge John right here, he said it, yep, I say it myself. Me so, uh, exactly. Bring so, it. yes, challenge him and, and come up with something to the contrary. I simply can't think of anything at the moment. Me neither. most minimalism does tend to come off a little bit pretentious. It's true. A little bit. And there's a little bit of a sense of that with the, with today's work. Too. Yeah. Well, I don't. I want to I yeah. turn that down a little bit because it, it simply wasn't... There was a dash. I will admit that. Definitely a dash. I'm not saying that it was littered well, with it. Well, by the dash, I, I, I see what he's saying as it's sort of lightly peppered throughout the entire thing because the the, yeah. the pretentiousness if it's there is just the audacity to do it for the course of the album which, that is the pretentiousness which is what I, exactly what I'm saying yeah. <laughs> yeah, but of course pretentiousness is a relative thing too and, well, of course you know, it's all perspective also I could easily, I could easily think of bizarre art forms that I would, I would love other people to jump on board with but they would easily find pretentious so it's all relative no, no hard feelings and, and when it's good we just call pretentiousness chutzpah that's it something to that effect the balls to do that in that's... fact that's I think how I referred to uh, the um the Boards of Canada album. Tomorrow's Harvest, I think, was chutzpah to me. 
to yeah. be able to to do that. Though, with, let's with, be with, honest, with those with those tones, with it, those seventies, eighties synth tones, um, it's the good kind of pretentious. <laughs> to you, to you. Oh no, boards was good. You liked it. We all liked it. Of course. But yes. still, still to for, you and oh, me um, and, and coincidentally, Matt, it's it, neither yeah. here nor there. But then again, that one, I, I guess that's why I was, I'm, I was, I am, and I will be so much more in love with that album than it seems to be you two. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm close so... to you and I'm getting closer because it really, well, especially in today, like in, in the light of today's, I did, I I'm did. So We're talking about boards deep. enough. I should reference if you're curious about boards of Canada, check out episode 54, our review of Tomorrow's Harvest. Um. <laughs> um one, I do have one more uh, uh, question to pose to you. Um, do you think when where do you think minimalism crosses the line? When do you think minimalism becomes too minimalist, too little? When it, and I don't say today. In this define case, define the line. No, as best but you for can. you did. You cannot define that line because that line is not going to be in the same place for anybody. There's no you know, define line the line for you, of course. Is what oh, I mean. for me. Well, when it stops working, <laughs> that's where it really boils down to. When you've done, gone too far, it's you've just gone too far. That's it's it's really undefinable because it's not like well they they added too much music or they added too much of this or they use the wrong tone here. Minimalism because it's such the detraction instead of the addition of stuff. It's it's hard to say when you've taken away too much. I disagree. I have a line, and I can find it quite easily. I mean, I know you said not to say today, but I'm saying today, but I'll explain why. Okay. This album defines when minimalism is too minimalistic for me, because there was nothing to grab onto. Even within minimalism, like if you're saying Boards of Canada is minimalist, which I agree, yeah. there's there was still an, an emotion or a feeling, or a tone, or a some, there was something to grab onto that engaged me and pulled me in. Whereas this was just one full flat line of to me. Like, I didn't, there was nothing that stood out from the mind. I have to say thank you both for saying, this sucks to me. Like, every time you, you, you focus the oh, word, yeah, thank you for not a little, saying. A little bit of feeling not for, there. No, 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 no. The, actually, it, it, the fact that you were present enough to keep adding to me. Made me feel better. Well, yeah. I mean, right. you guys did the same. It was less attacking. I always, I always <laughs> try to do that. You, did, I did the same thing for for um, Everlast. You know, yeah. I knew that I liked it for a reason that neither of you did. But essentially, today's album, the fact that there was just a baseline and there wasn't enough alteration or or anything for me to grab onto, is when minimalism is too minimalist. Well, I feel like I've achieved something today here, also because after all, as I said. I did want to like it. I went into the outset uh, that I wanted to like it. So essentially, what I've I en- what I've ended up proving it. to myself was that I've I, it is possible to fail my own criteria or my own my own desires desires exactly. Yeah. And this proved it. So pure objectivity. Okay. In one. Yes. There we go. So let's uh, start our our episode wrap up. Why don't you give us our spam mail? Yeah, of the week. Because I did too much smarting today. With John's the, not going to be able to talk for with three the days. With the art ter- talking and the, and the stuffs. The spam. <laughs> now, this blog looks to ampersand 1109T like ampersand ampersand 1077. My old on ampersand X65 iotas on totally different ampersand X72 ampersand X ampersand E 
T two one one two I C ampersand pound 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 zero nine eight zero nine eight zero nine eight zero nine eight U two U two U two U T it H pretty pretty prit prit ampersand T Choi Camp sixty five colors by by Ever Everett Everett Garland. Uh, a real, a, real, a nice uh, name, uh, uh, an actual. It was a stutter. The name's a stutter. Wow. No, no, no. It's it's Everett Garland. Oh, okay. It's a nice name. Uh, why don't you just say and instead of ampersand? Oh, well, I felt the need to because you know that's the, the and word. They would have thought the word and. Yeah. Which and, is not the same. And, as... But it is an and. But it's yeah, an ampersand. Yeah, it's it's symbol. It's an How ampersand you... first and foremost. Let's get this straight. Yes, but it's not used like that on the keyboard. Yes, but we always rate on on something whenever it takes pr uh, priority at that moment. And I just thought about last week's question mark by double question mark. I felt like that was a great delve into minimalism. I just wanted. He's to been waiting that. all week to analyze it's last yeah. week's band. I'm sure I didn't he get was. The chance to. I know. I didn't. So next week, um, we <laughs> are we will come back nice and full from Thanksgiving. With our new uh, episode, and uh, considering I have like two or three turkey dinners, I might still be asleep. <laughs> um, putting that out there, Steve. It's Steve's pick for next week. So, what are you bringing us, Steve? All right. I suppose as much as uh, today was sort of an answer to um, a question to nobody asked. <laughs> Sorry, wasn't going there, but hey, why not? We'll the sound there. of one hand clapping. Yeah. All right, I'll stop making comparisons. Just go for it. We are going with Mark Kozilek's Like Rats. Is this is this? Is this solo oh, that's artist? not that confusing. Yes, Mark Kozilek is a solo artist. This is acoustic, straight up oh, acoustic. Oh, cool. Real guitar, acoustic. Real acoustic. Not like this the, is guitar. Not and covered vocals. acoustic. Uh, actually, they are covered. They're all uh, covers. But they're not covers. covers of of himself. They are covers of other people. This is oh. a cover album. I. Kind of hesitated. Akin to Revo? Not even close. Okay. Akin to Walk Off? Not, 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 not like Walk Off the Earth? No. Okay. Is it? A, is well, it... first of all, I mean, it's it's a different kind of covering, after all, when you're just doing uh, acoustic. acoustic. And, of course, this time you have to look at different things than we looked at in episode 65. This is where the comparison enters, is I'm sort of doing an answer to... Uh, the life to acoustic? Ever, Everlast, yeah, Life Acoustic by okay. Everlast, which eh, we, we gave kind of questionable reviews on, so... Except for Matt. Except well, for Matt. I rated it lower than I thought I would originally. Always I found be, flaws in it. Always seems to be two against one. In either case... Well, it's not always. There are unanimous agreements, like Steam Power Giraffe, and They Might Be Giants. We've we've done that, too. This is true. Well, and it, almost Godsticks. And almost Godsticks, yeah. In this case, um, honestly, I, this comes down to vocals and lyrics and I wish I could say lyrics because this guy is a great lyricist which is why it's kind of a shame that I'm not doing one of his own original works because this guy is the well he was in Sunkill Moon uh, and he was also in Red House Painters which are pretty big bands actually they do sometimes fall under ambient this is very soft soothing kind of work um, but in this case you're not going to be hearing his own brilliant lyrics in my opinion they're brilliant this time you'll be hearing him do other stuff but the vocals still make up for it in my opinion Okay, well, I look forward to giving that a shot. Another acoustic album is is a nice change of pace after the last couple weeks too. So 
Yeah. Uh, I look forward to that. And then the week after that, we will be bringing up back uh, our guest, Nelson Lugo, who came on last year. He's going to come on again, talk about his One Man Magic show and more. And he's going to bring an album this time instead of us forcing him to listen to something Steve picked. And we have a couple of Lovely. treats lined up for the end of the year. Yes. We, of course, will have our end of year review. And we will have, hopefully, a, a very interesting piece from Steve. Like the end of last year. And uh, we yes. have one special little thing coming up, too. And I'm not going to spoil it. <laughs> but it's coming up, so stay tuned. He just had to throw that in there. He could have nothing to. planned at all right now. But we, just no, you he, know we have a plan. something up. I came up with a plan. We have a good plan. You have so many plans, though. They just I'm the planner. Down, I'm the thinker. You I come saying, up with the ideas. Wow, if John's the thinker, we're in trouble. You, no, you guys are in the box. You're, you're always like, I got a box. I got a box. Look at, look at my head. It fits in the box. I'm over here. I threw away the box years I, ago. I have no box. I have a sphere. What is he talking? If I you know what John's talking sphere. about, please comment in the I comment box below. Thank you. And I crush it down into okay, a John. sphere. And I swallow the sphere. And the sphere's in me. Last but not least, I would like to say, if anyone wants to learn more about minimalism, Read about it. Please read about minimalism. It's and a, also, uh, my suggestion, eight, Music for 18 Musicians by Steve Reich. I think it is a must-listen to. I would love to review that in a retro, uh, um, well, a retro review. Or well, you could write an article about it on the website. Yeah, it's a single piece, and I think it's brilliant. Okay. Um, on that note, and in closing, as always, music is life, and, and life, life is, is good. good.